From CBC Radio and Public Radio International, this is Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein. Part one of today's show. Come on, get happy. You've had a rough day. Hell, it's been a rough week. A rough month, even. The kids resent you. The boss takes you for granted. And your spouse treats you as though you are a coat rack. A walking, talking, eating, complaining, remote control clutching coat rack. You are a big bowl of knotted muscles and nerves. I want you to envision yourself taking my hand. My goodness. Your hand is like a sweaty little broken bird's wing. I can see by the way it trembles that you need to relax. Look at how it shakes in my strong, calloused hand. Allow yourself to be made calm by the sweet, dulcimer, soothing rhythms of my voice. Allow each of my words to lap into your ear like sweet, brandy-soaked cotton balls. Allow my words to guide you to a place of pure relaxation and happiness. I want you to submerge yourself in the bubbly hot Calgon bath of my words. Lay back and take a big deep breath. Breathe. That's it. Now I want you to take another breath. Breathe again. Good work. And again, take a big, fat snootful. Go ahead. You can be greedy. That's it. Snort it up. Now I want you to rise from the bath, wrap yourself up in your childhood terry cloth robe, and come with me as we soothingly make our way across a world of everlasting relaxation and happiness. If your fists are in tight little balls, I want you to unclench them. If you are grinding your teeth, you might want to stop doing that. I want you to forget all about the office manager who nicknamed you Millhouse, the grade school phys ed teacher who said you had biceps like dandelions, and the ex-husband who maxed out your credit card playing online Kino. Right now, all of that is unimportant. Right now, you are being hugged by a giant hamster, and you feel completely happy and protected. Nothing can get at you from within the hamster's embrace. I want you to just breathe and really feel the hug. Don't just be giving the hamster one of those stiff man hugs. I want you to really get in there and nuzzle into its hamster bosom. That's it. Now for one brief moment, I want you to contemplate the infinite. Okay, that's enough. Now, contemplate the heavens. And now, the lush rainforests of the eastern Black Sea region. Now contemplate chocolate marble cheesecake. Now a puppy. 
and now two cupids in a paddle boat, sailing along a calm, blue ocean. Okay, I think that's enough. Now I want you to pour yourself a tall, refreshing glass of imaginary lemonade. Feel the glass in your hand. Hear the clink of the ice. Now lift it slowly to your mouth and take a sip. Swallow it down. Now I want you to take the remaining glass of imaginary lemonade and lift it over your head. Now pour it over your head and smile. Feel the cold liquid drip down your head and all over your face, into your eyes, and down into your shirt collar. Now shake the lemonade off. Shake it off. Just shake it off. And as you shake it off, feel yourself fading back to reality. But you are ready for it. This time, you are ready for it. With the newfound capacity to draw upon your inner ability to relax and be happy. To be happy. To be happy. To be happy. Relaxed. PBR. Pops Blue Ribbon. Okay. And they don't have it anymore. So I go to the guy and I say, where the hell is the PBR? He's like, it's coming on Friday. Right away we get into it. I start screaming, what do you mean Friday? You know, this is Monday. I need it now. Because this is your brand, right? Yeah. And this is the store that you normally go to? Yes. You're regular there? Yes. Uh, I can see how that would be, a, so that, that that's sort of upsetting. Yeah. You can't tr just drink something else? You know, like a Budweiser or something? Who am I, Lord Attenborough over here? I drink PBR and that's it, final. Okay. So there's me screaming at the guy about the, the, the whole, how do you not have my brand? Where's my PBR? And I get uh, tapped on the shoulder, which, you know, offends me. I turn around. I think it's someone else trying to get into the fray here. And so uh, I say, what, what's your problem? And he says, I'm just noticing your voice. And I say, what the hell does that mean? And he tells me he's a producer for uh, Teletoon. You mean the Cartoon Network? Yeah. So he asks me, uh, do I have any experience with doing voice work? You know, I, have, I don't even know what he's talking about. I mean, what the hell is voice work? I, I guess supplying the voices for cartoons. Yeah. 
So uh, he gives me his business card. He wants me to come in and do an audition. Well, this this sounds like a good career opportunity for you. It sounds like a great career opportunity for me. He's talking about having you do the voices for like for children's cartoons, right? Like Saturday morning kids cartoons. What are you What are you suggesting? No, no, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just saying that I'm having a hard time. I guess uh, making that leap, you know, I can't. You, you I can't, can't picture me. I can't imagine you doing like children's entertainment somehow. Hey, I can entertain the children. Peter, you know, I mean, I've known you under a lot of different vocational guises: uh, Depener bicycle delivery guy, day laborer, video arcade attendant. But you know, actor is something. I guess that uh, I guess I, I'm a bit taken aback, but I think it's great. It is great. Would it be helpful to you if maybe you and I did sort of a dry run, where like you would give you a chance to try? Like I need that. I think this will be helpful. You know, if you go in for this audition. Go ahead, tough guy. We'll see what happens. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some uh, cartoon characters. Okay, and we'll see what you got. Fine. You'll make them come to life with the magic of your voice. Yeah. All right. You're an evil wizard. With, you know, like a, a magician's robe and one of those Merlin hats and a magical wand. Don't screw with me. All right, you're, um, you're, a, you're a spunky little rabbit. A spunky little rabbit. Uh, I'm a spunky little rabbit. Mm -hmm. Here's me jumping around. Yeah, I think you're going to have to kick it up a little bit. You know, you're going to have to, like, you're going to have to pick up the energy level. Because you're spunky, you know, you're hopping around and you're chewing on a carrot. Try to, like, you know, cute it up a little bit. I, I did cute it up. But I, I, I'd like you to, to see you stretch yourself a little bit and give me, like, a, a, a uh, like, say, a nervous, a nervous little jumpy rabbit on his first day of school. I'm a spunky rabbit. Learning is fun. Can't wait to get to school, make new friends. Okay, give me a. Uh, you're you're playing you're playing a a little girl's cuddly teddy bear that that comes to life. I come to life. Okay. Hey kid, I'm your cuddly teddy bear. What do you think about that? Yeah, you see, that sounds like a lot more lurid somehow than I think you maybe maybe they're gonna want. You're a cute little cuddly bear with um, with buttons for eyes. Your owner just skinned her knee, and uh, you're you're trying to reassure her that everything's gonna be uh, everything's gonna turn out okay. Okay. All right. Um, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer. Stop crying, Jennifer. I'll fetch a band-aid. So what do you think? You think I got it? You think I got it nailed? It's a really, I mean, it's a really, it's a very distinct sounding voice that you have. I, I sound like a freak. No, you don't sound like a freak. You have a good voice, but it's, 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 um, it's, it's just an unusual voice. Let me tell you something about the world, my friend. You don't want to be distinct. You want to blend in. 
the scourge of my life. I go through customs. They assume I'm drugged. I meet a cop. They assume I'm crazed or drunk or something. I mean, it never ends. And uh, for once, you know, someone heard something good in my voice. Something good in it. And I have a chance to make children laugh. And that's uh, not a bad thing. You know, Peter, I guess I've never really heard this side of you. I guess in your own in your own way, you sort of are a cuddly little teddy bear. A what? A cuddly little teddy bear. John, can you hear me? Yes. If you ever call me that again, I'm going to come down there and stomp your You got me? I got you. Good luck with the audition. I don't need luck. All right. Goodbye. So, Paul, you uh, should, should I call you Paul, or do you? No, you, you can like, call me crazy. I should call you crazy. Yeah. Should I call you crazy Tyrone, or you just, can call me crazy? Just you crazy. Can call me Tyrone. My Russian name is Malachevsky, Rubinstein, Aronstein, Tachikovsky, Spanakrajanovsky, Godovsky. I have to call Michael Solovyev, Rachmanov. But you can call me crazy or Tyrone. Crazy Tyrone is my stage name, but don't spell crazy with a C. It's spelled with a K. Because that's even crazier. Yeah. What is it exactly that you do for a living? I am labeled here as a tumbler, someone who goes around, makes people laugh, keeps them busy. This is a resort, and it's a kosher resort. So many of the people who come here come with families. A lot of seniors come. My job is to make them laugh, keep them busy. I do many, many, many things here. I make heart balloons and animal balloons, and I play harmonica with the nose. And You might say I'm, the, I'm a magnet for fun. I'm a fun machine. And you're uh, you're up in the Catskill Mountains in upstate New York. That is correct, Monticello, New York, Catskill Mountains. And that's like where you know you used to have Grossinger's and like it was basically it was like Las Vegas. That's right. It was the mecca of the resorts. Oh mercy, mercy! The name of this resort's Cutchers. And is it sort of like the last of its kind? Yes, I'd, I'd say it's the very last of its kind because I don't know of any other place still running via the family. The Kutcher family is still running this resort. And you're sort of the last of a certain breed. There are no other Tumblers, really. No, there is no more. I am the last of the Mohicans. There is no more. I'm. That's it. So let's say, like, I'm, uh, you know, like a 75-year-old man uh, sitting, you know, on a bench in a foyer of the hotel... Uh, and I look sort of down at the mouth. You know, you're coming down the hallway and you see me. What would be your tactic? Well, I would walk by him, and if he wasn't sleeping, because, you know, a lot of these uh, people fall asleep on the couches and chairs, but if he wasn't sleeping, I would say something. If he's reading the newspaper, I'd say, Mister, did you find a job yet in the paper? Or I might say, Mister, you should take a walk. I saw the way you ate breakfast. You know, because people come here, they eat like they're going to the electric chair. And just to sort of paint a, a portrait, um... Is there any particular um, outfit that you have to wear to work? Yeah, I'm not allowed to look normal, so I will wear anything 
from a red, white, and blue spandex outfit, or I might wear a chocolate Hershey's Kiss outfit, which I own, and sometimes I run around in my underwear. And you really? And you're allowed to do that? Yeah, I am allowed to do it because I am Crazy Tyrone. I am a tumor. I am the only man in the world that will not get fired from his job running around in my underwear. Mind you, very classy underwear. And when you say classy underwear? Like women's underwear, like really big boxers, like red, white, and blue American flag underwear. I am paid for having fun. Does it always feel like fun? Yes. I never worked a day in my life since 1981. I get up and I read my Bible, I do my mini trampoline, and I go off to do the morning activity. I also do a jump rope exhibition showing off 23 different variations of world-class jumping rope. Is there a jump rope? Yeah, we, I do have a jump rope here. You want me to do a do, little jump yeah, rope like so you can hear the world? That would be great, like just to get a little, get right. a little feel for it. Okay. All right, I'm going to jump rope right now. See if you can hear the world. Okay. On your mark, Jonathan. On your mark, get set. Here I go, Jonathan. Listen. Did you hear it? Did you hear the world? It sounded like a hurricane. Yeah, yeah, I'm fast. I get that sucker going six times a second. And then I'll do Simon Says at about 12 o'clock, which, of course, if they last one minute, they get $1,000. No one ever has won in 19 years. Um, that's probably the, the biggest, most famous feature of my life. Explain that? No one's beaten me. They, all they have to do is last one minute without making one mistake, and no one's been able to do it. Ever? Ever. That's, that's pretty amazing. I think it is, too. I um, like to be humble, but sometimes you can't be. You're like a world-class master of Simon Says. Yeah, I'd say I'm ranked number one. Like, have you, have you ever tried to play Simon Says over the telephone? I have never, 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 never had the opportunity because it never presented itself. Well, I think I'm presenting you with that opportunity now. Would you Would you be game to give it a try? We can try. It'll be very, very unusual, but I think I can um, maybe make you make one mistake or two. Really? And I have to... Um, and, and be honest. All you got to do is be honest. I have to be honest. Okay, well... You um, seem like an honest man. I am. I am an honest man. I do believe you, sir. Simon says, let me give you the rules first. It's all commands and everything I say with the famous phrase of Simon says, Jonathan, you will obey. If I fail to say Simon says, Jonathan, please do not listen to me and you ignore all commands. You only do say twist, turn, push, pull if I say Simon says. Simon says is the name of the game. Simon says the game is now on. Simon says, can you hear me? Yes. Say it louder. Simon says, put your right arm out. Okay. Simon says, is your right arm out? Yes. Go a little higher. Simon says, a little bit lower. Did you go lower or higher? I went lower. You're out for answering. Simon says, please do me a favor. Simon says, make believe you're a basketball player. Simon says, dribble the basketball. Let's go. Simon says, both hands, both hands. Did you use both hands? Simon says, did you use both hands? Yes. You're out again, Matt. Simon says, that's two mistakes. Would you like to keep playing, Jonathan? 
Yeah, yes, I You're will. You're out again for answering. Simon says, would you like to play, Jonathan? Yes. Okay, let's try this one. Simon says, walk in place, Jonathan. Simon says, are you walking in place? Uh, okay, wait, let me just... I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk in place. <laughs> okay, I'm walking in place. I hear some... Is it raining in Montreal? I'm not answering that. Very good. Simon says, walk in place, Jonathan. That's okay. it. Simon says, running in place. Okay. Walking in place. Did you walk? No, still running in place. Okay, you're out for answering. Simon says... Can I, can I just interrupt for a second? You see, what you play on is like, you know, like a, a person's happy with themselves. When you when you ask me a question, if I've obeyed properly, I'm very quick to tell you that I did. Exactly. I take advantage of you mentally and physically. Therefore, since you're a... I have to take advantage of your proudness and your esteem. And I have. Do you ever play where uh, and, and have someone else be Simon? No, I'm always Simon. I see. Do you want to try to be Simon? I could try, but I mean, I yeah, go ahead. Let's see how good you'll appreciate how hard it is to do on the phone. Okay, so you want me to you want me to be your Simon? Um, are you ready to begin? Uh huh. Simon says, "Are we ready to begin?" We are. Uh, Simon says, "Touch your head." Simon says, touch your head with your other hand. Now rub it around. You rubbing it around? Simon says, are you rubbing it around? No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I feel like we're like having one of these like lightsaber battles. I'm a terrible Simon. Am I not? Simon says, am I not? Simon says... Let me tell you something. It's one of the most extremely difficult things to do without experience. And over the phone, it's a million times harder. All right, give me one last crack at it, okay? One more game. Okay. Simon says, are you ready, sir? Yes. Say it louder. Good for you. Simon says, look up. Simon says, look down. Simon says, look ahead of you. Okay. Now look up. Look up. Simon says, look down. Simon says, did you make a mistake, Jonathan? I must admit I did. Okay, last one, Jonathan. Simon says, Simon says, repeat after me. Simon says, say, I have a saw that can outsaw any saw you ever saw, even a saw owned by Mr. Saucy, who lives in Saucy, Arkansas, that has a saw that can outsaw any saw that he ever saw. I have a... Just say ditto. Ditto. You're up. Simon says, resume, please. Simon says, hold it. Simon says, would you do me a favor? Simon says, pretend... Hey, Jackie. Yes. Just a minute. I'll just turn this TV down. Okay, sure. Okay. Hello. You, you just got back from a tour, huh? Where we did Sudbury, London, Hamilton, and uh, Pepperlaw, the Eaglewood Festival. It was very nice. Yes. H how are you doing today? Well, not too bad, you know. Yeah. For an old man. <laughs> Yeah. 
you know, from the little bit uh, that that I, I was reading about you, you're you're described as like a very as a very happy kind of guy. Well, I am most of the time. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you, do you think that you have a special ability to be uh, or a special capacity for happiness? My dad told me when I was very little. He said, "Now, one thing you as you go through life, don't ever lose." your sense of humor. Now, of course, I have a heart condition, a thyroid condition. I'm blind in one eye. I've got one leg. <laughs> I have arthritis, asthma, bronchitis, and diabetes. Now, after I told my grandson that, he said, there's two of them that you missed. And I said, what two did I miss? He said, you're old and you're black. <laughs> oh, oh, he's quite a boy, that one. But like, here I am, 86 years old, still doing the things I want to do. I've been entertaining for 80 years. Wow. Yeah, I started when I was five years old. Started singing? Singing, yes. And uh, that was 1924. And I think that's what keeps me going. I have fun with songs. And uh, through the years, I think, with the start of my mother's girlfriends, <laughs> I've been singing and serenading girls ever since. Now, I can remember when I was about 15 years old, and there was an Italian family that lived next door to us. And the one girl, oh, I just thought she was the prettiest thing. And I had just got my first guitar. And so I I learned a song. And the song, believe it or not, I haven't heard it since. It was called Remember Me. And uh, so I had this song, and I, I practiced it, so I thought... Oh, I'm going to sing it for her. And so I got my guitar and sneaked out of the house outside her window, and I started singing this song. But her mother poured a pail of water out the upstairs window. <laughs> that cooled off my romance. <laughs> Whatever I did, I always went back to music. I worked in some of the factories during the war years. At the National Steel Car, where they built railroad cars. I worked in the Otis Benson, the elevator people, in their brass foundry. I worked for the city as making sidewalks and roads. And, oh, I paid my dues all right. I always found a way to play, no matter what job I was doing. Even, like, when I couldn't play in public, I, we'd go to house parties and, and just have a good time. A wonderful time. Now, my mother told me when I was very young, she said, Give to the world the best you've got, and the best will come back to you. And it sure has. If you're having like a particularly hard day, uh, is there any particular song that you, that you that you especially like to sing? 
I don't know. Uh, let me see. I've been awfully fond of Ain't Misbehaving. Yeah, that's a nice number like this. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm very hoarse right now, and I don't know what that's from. I guess everything I, I put on old age, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jack Horner in the corner. What do I care? What do I care? Your kisses are worth waiting for. Oh, believe me, I don't stay out late, don't care to go. I'm home about eight, just me and most Scarlet's radio, I can't afford one. Ain't misbehaving, saving all my love for you. Voices you heard in part one of Wiretap were Peter Gonda, Jackie Washington, and Paul Crone, who can be contacted through crazytyrone.com.